Hey y'all, good morning ladies and gentlemen It's time for another episode of Sippin' Tea with Joey and Marie <laughs> Season 5, episode 4 four, And we're back at it again, yes sir We got lots to talk about today because You know the Super Bowl is happening really soon And uh, we already have the playoffs in hand now I'm going to tell you right now, straight up We record this show <laughs> on uh, Sunday yes. So we say happy Monday because that's when we drop the episode Yes, yes, So yes. we don't know yet who's going to take it uh, You know, but right now my guest is right here we'll see you know because we'll we'll get to it uh, we'll, we'll get to the show on Monday we'll see if I'm right yeah <laughs> but my prediction is going to be the Kansas City Chiefs against the Philadelphia Eagles yeah that's what my prediction so is for the Super Bowl if that's your prediction and if it is accurate who are you going for obviously the Chiefs okay because I'm, I'm definitely boy, going yeah Patty going Mahomes. for the Chiefs definitely yeah. going for the Chiefs right here he's MVP of the season yeah I so me I'm not I it's not like I dislike football. I just don't care about it sometimes. Like, I love baseball better. Like, I, that's a better game to me to watch. But with this year, like, it's just, like, seeing who the teams are playing, see who the performers are, like, just the more is getting added to this year's Super Bowl lineup, I'm getting more excited to actually have it to the point where I ended up decided to volunteer to do it at my place. Oh, uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> and I think it's going to be fun. I, I'm, I'm pretty excited to watch the game. For one, I love watching football. Yeah. I, don't, I don't really follow a team per se, but I have been following yeah, I enjoy Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. yeah, since since he first started. And I, I just, progressively, he's just amazing, right? Mm-hmm. And so I love to watch him play uh, football. And just just the, the, the Chiefs are just a pretty tight uh, team, you know yeah. what I mean? And I'm not going to claim to act like I know much about football, so I'm not going to act like it. But, you I know, know there's what? a goal, just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I do enjoy it, and I enjoy it mo- mostly because uh, your, your big brother, or your big little brother. Yeah, big little brother. Uh, <laughs> K.I. to the K.O. loves football. He loves watching football, so we get together and we watch it. But we have lots to talk about, man. We talk, we're going to be talking about Madonna. And what she just dan, uh, dang in here messed up. I know. And I'm in, I'm a little outraged. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah. And we're definitely having some panic at the disco because uh, I'm panicking about this right here. I am too. <laughs> yeah. And there's a lineup that, dang, I am so jelly that I won't be able to go to. And as of now, it is sold out. And yeah. the only way you could get tickets is through a radio station that's iconic to me. Yeah. And, and we're going to talk about my boy T.I., who he compares himself to. And I got a little something about him that you may not know. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, yeah. I'm going to tell you something right there. But we're going to start it off by this. Now, I got to ask you this question, okay. uh, Aaliyah Marie, because I was thinking about it the other day. You know, I've been reading a lot of books and stuff and trying to stay, uh, you know, uh, you know, give myself mental stimulation as well as physically just moving myself to a different level this year. Yeah. So I started thinking about... Um, you know, when I read books and I read things and how sometimes it kind of uh, morphs into a dream, right? Mm-hmm. And you'll dream about some very vivid dreams that are so, so trippy. And I've talked about this before that I think that almost that we're tapping into a third dimension. Yeah. You know, when we go into our dreams. Now, this is what I dreamed the other day. I had this weird dream that it was so vivid. It was so like, oh, man, it, it was like mind blowing to me. Mm-hmm. It was it was like I was watching a movie. So. I had this dream that I was an archaeologist, right? Mm-hmm. With a part, me and my partner were were journeying, journeying. I guess you could say, uh, into the center of the earth, mm-hmm. like as deep as we go into the earth, and mostly because I had been watching this uh, this thing about how the earth the earth's core is going to be start flipping the other way or something like that. Yeah. So maybe that's what kind of got me thinking this. So, yes. anyways, so we're we're going deep down into this core, but what we're doing is we're looking for this very um, uh, important. Uh, uh, piece of mineral mm-hmm. that can power the whole world kind of like what's the what's the 
a berinium or something like that on, on Wakanda Forever? What is it called? Oh, yeah, the berinium. Oh, yeah, that's what it or, is. Is that what it's called? Yeah, even like, uh, sorry, I think a Sonic the Hedgehog. You yeah. know how they, like, uh, Jim Carrey has like that little piece that can like, it gives you so much power and stuff. And it's from another universe too as well. That's what I think of too. But I don't even know what that one is called. Yeah, me either. So whatever this, this piece of mineral is, it's yeah. a very pr- important mineral because we're trying to find it because this can power the whole world to the point that we don't have to, uh, you know, uh, uh, be focused on a fossil fuel and all these different fuels. Yeah. It's just this thing will power everything, right? And so, anyway, so we find it, right? So we jer- we go deep, deep down inside, and I don't know why we're repelling, but we're repelling yeah. down this You're hole. Like this is a dream, remind yeah. You. And so, yeah, <laughs> so I'm repelling down to the thing, and I see a little glimmer, a little shine, and so like I get down there, and I'm like, there it is, there it is. So I get down, and I, you know, I dust it off to try to find it. So while I'm dusting it off, I touch it, right? Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, I'm like, I just like, it's almost like I get shot into something else. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I see the Big Bang, Mm -hmm. the beginning of the world, the beginning of Earth. And I see myself floating into this beginning of Earth, almost like I'm part of an alien race that's going into the world. And then we start creating life. All right. So life is being created, right? And right before my eyes, I'm going like, whoa. So I'm tripping out just looking at life being built. Mm-hmm. Almost like uh, you know, like like when somebody's uh painting a piece of art yeah. and it's in and, and fast motion. That's what I'm seeing. Everything built. Like That's so crazy. vividly. So it's getting built. And I'm just going like, whoa, I'm still like just looking at this, right? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, something said to me, I don't know what kind of language it said to me, but something is said to me in a language. Where all of a sudden I'm looking at this world and it's being built and then all of a sudden I back up like this Mm -hmm. and then I start slowly uh, going in the back on the dark side of the moon. And and it tells me this is where you're going to be here keeping an eye on this is what I I understand for the translation. So I float slowly in the back in the dark side of the moon as I see Earth kind of slowly disappear Uh because of my view into the uh, the dark side of the moon. Hmm. And that's where I, I, I wake up. That's a very vivid dream. Yeah, it was so weird. I was I like, what? I dreamed about these chicken sandwiches they used to get at Salt Lake. <laughs> Mine are not the, you know, I mean, they're vivid. I remember yeah. the flavor, but. Yeah, but I don't know, man. I think I think right now, because, you know, physically I've been pushing myself. Um, not too long ago, we didn't talk about this, but um, I had told myself um, coming into the new year, I was going to really push myself as far as CrossFit and do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So uh, in a week, I did 2,500 push-ups. Yeah. Uh, this week, I'm finishing off 1,000 burpees. Mm-hmm. And uh, people... <laughs> yeah. Burpees, man. <laughs> like, I just throw up. Like, you want to throw up with burpees. Yeah, but everybody's been telling me, what? why? I said, because I can. Because yeah. I can. So I'm going to tell you one quick little thing before we get into our stuff. Because I do want to talk also about you people. Yeah. Because that movie came out. Yes. But I'm going to tell you one more thing. So, so on Thursday, I was at, uh, gosh, I don't know. It was, it was close. To, I was pushing the 500 mm-hmm. uh, of burpees. I think it was a little bit over front. And so anyways, I'm sitting there and I'm on my uh, sixth round because mm-hmm. I do 10 burpees, 15 sit-ups, 10 burpees back and forth until mm-hmm. I finish 150. On the sixth one, I'm looking at myself and I had just finished doing a workout. So my yeah. workout before that was, um... It was 50 calories on a bike. It was 100 kettlebell swings at 53 pounds. Mm -hmm. And then it was um, 20 wall walks. Mm -hmm. That was my workout before. (laughs) And so I'm going to tell you, it's been a while 
since I was in the military that I I felt like snot and boogers coming out my nose at the end of a workout. I mean, I was drenched in sweat. And then I had to go and finish my 150 burpees and 225 sit-ups that I chose to you know claim you know (laughs) so i go over there and i'm on the sixth round going like what the heck did i get myself into you know i'm like you almost like doubt yourself for a second yeah i was i was like no man you know what you bit off more than you could chew man mm -hmm. it's okay just it's okay bow down yeah bow down my my mind was telling me and then you know excuse my language but i turned i told myself again i was like dude Quit being a little freaking bitch, man. Yeah. Like, you said you were going to do this. Get your ass back up. It. And you know what I mean? Because Mickey loves you. Well, and and also, <laughs> also, too, like, I think that once you get the hang of what your body can do, like, you, you do know what your body tells you to stop. Like, hey, I can't do this anymore. Um, you definitely, like, have that feeling once you kind of develop, you know, being consistent with working out. Oh, so, yeah. And like, so- you know, because you said, like, oh, like, I can't do this. Like, I feel the same way, too. But also, like, I remind myself, too, like, I know my body and I know it can do it. I'm just choosing not to do yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Like, and so that's what, where I was at. I was, I was hitting a mental block. Not physically. Well, physically, maybe as well. Because I was like, really. I was weak in the news. Yeah, I was really <laughs> weak. And so I thought, nah, I'm going to finish this. So I finished it and I finished it. And, and I, honestly, I was sweating so bad to the yeah. point where I thought to myself man i don't and then i kind of start sweating a little bit i was like man i hope i'm not getting like heat stroke because i'm freaking going hard so anyways i ended up finishing it right and i was like thank god i freaking left people were like hey how, how did your burpees yeah, yeah, yeah. how'd your burpees go yeah, yeah, yeah you know i just ignored everybody just walked out and i just like i, I went home so the next the next day the workout was uh a workout that because all week we're doing until we get to the crossfit open yeah is an it's a retro workout from the open yeah so friday was a retro um, workout. It was the very first workout I did on my very first open in 2018. Mm-hmm. And man, was I terrible at it. Now, this is what it is. You do a, a 40-pound double dumbbell um, squats and then a, a burpee. So you go back and forth with those movements. But it goes it goes, it goes, goes 1 to 10. So 1, 1, 2, mm-hmm. 2, 3, 3, yeah. 4, 4, 5, 5. So you got to keep doing that until you hit 10, right? Once you're done with that, you have to hurry up and try to do your max power clean. So the yeah. heaviest power clean you could do. So you want to finish that workout with enough time so you can kind of regain your composure and then do and this. And then do, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so I'm doing this boom, boom, boom. So I told myself, okay, you, you've been doing burpees, man, like crazy. You should be all right. So I freaking uh, I started going, but I was like, I can't. I'm not gonna freaking uh, blow my wad because that's what it's called, like a, like yeah. a wad workout of the day. I'm not gonna blow that, you know. So I just started going easy pace, boom, boom, boom. So I kept going back and forth, back and forth, and then I was done. Right, I was done with the workout. I looked at the time, and it was seven minutes thirty nine seconds that I had finished the actual workout. Mm-hmm. And you had twelve minutes to finish this. Like you only have twelve minutes to, to, a time cap to do get to get you. Yeah. So I'm like, oh snap! I got a good amount of time still. So I sat down and I regained my composure, got in there, jumped in, did and and see this is my problem with my power cleans and my power cleans. You know my my arms are just I don't the the, the mobility is just I don't know what it is man so I did 155 and then I did 185 mm-hmm. and then 185 was just so weird and then I remembered oh man I could just do a squat yeah so I I freaking did the power clean into a squat and then went back up and got it right there yeah. and I was like I'm done yeah so I stopped and it was still like about 11 minutes I think and you know uh, at that point so I had a minute so I just relaxed and whatever mm-hmm. and I was like hell yeah so I was I was pretty happy with myself right yeah. And so I was like, good. So then I had to still do, you know, my the rest of my burpees yeah. that day, right? So I was just like, right on. So I get to the back of the thing, and I was like, yeah, I feel pretty good. So I went back to the to uh, some of the back room, and then I looked at my old score, just you know, for shits and giggles. Yeah. I'm gonna see my old score is right and see what it is. I looked at my old score, 
And this was back in 2018 when I fir- my first uh, CrossFit, o- CrossFit Open. And I remembered it. Right when I saw the score, mm-hmm. I remembered it. It came back to me like it was just yesterday. I remember finishing that workout 11 minutes, 32 seconds. Mm-hmm. And I only had about 10, 15 seconds to try to do my freaking power, power clean. clean yeah. And freaking, I remember Nestor and Henry dropping the weight from me just to try to get me to do that one. And yeah. I barely even got the 155. Like, it was so hard to get 155. Yeah. And I finished it. So, basically, I beat my score by over four, by about f- almost four minutes. Oh, nice. Yeah. And so, I, the high I got out of it, like, was like, dang, I did this. Yeah. And I was like, ah, oh, I was so pumped that I went and I still needed 90 more uh, burpees for the day to finish mm-hmm. that I finished them like that. It was like, it took me like, I don't know, 12 minutes to finish 90 burpees mm-hmm. and the rest of the, my sit-ups like that. And so, my point was that. If I would have gave up back then on Thursday, it was only Thursday. Mm-hmm. But if I would have gave up and said, "Yeah, I bit off more than I could chew," I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have witnessed what I witnessed that day on Friday. Oh yeah. And so it put me in such a, a great mood and such a high that I was like, "I'm definitely on the right path uh, to completing my goals for this year." And I'm really just on a whole different level yeah. mentally and physically. And so, like, I'm super excited for the Open because I know that I'm going to blow all my scores out of the yeah. water. Well, like they say, yeah. the only limitations you put is on yourself. Yeah, man, that's my boy like, Bruce Lee. Yeah, like... Master that, Lee. Like, yeah. that's so true because, you know, you always... Like, people always have an excuse why they can't do something. Like, oh, it's because of my boyfriend or it's because of my parent, blah, 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 blah. But it's like, at the end of the day, it's still you making that decision if you are fully capable. And you are capable, but it's just learning how to go through with that because it is a learning curve. It's not something that you can easily do. Like, for you, from 2018 to now, all that you achieved and what you can do now, like, you want to have thought 2018 that you were able to do this like later down the road oh yeah if anything you would have been you know telling yourself oh i can't do it i can't do it but it is like it's just the, the only limits you put in yourself is is on yourself right yeah. there that's, that's like i said uh bruce lee said that mm-hmm. and I, I say it a lot to- all the time is that uh he says there's no such things as limitations mm-hmm. just plateaus so you must push the, the past those plateaus mm-hmm and, and uh, limitations are man-made. You yeah. tell yourself you can do that. Like, so, you might throw so. up a little bit doing yeah. some workouts. Like, I, I do. I'm like, why did I do this? But after you're just like, okay, no, like, this is worth it. It's okay. Like, you, this is for something. This is for. This is not like you just doing it because you want to do it, which some people are like that. So that's cool, too. Right? And so speaking of working out, man, these ladies that were trying out for a major role in a major movie that we had been talking about got sent through a Madonna boot camp just mm-hmm. for this bio pick that supposedly was claiming to be going to be legendary because Madonna was directing it. Mm-hmm. She was writing it. She was doing all this well, stuff. she put them through a severe, intense like boot camp. So yeah. like this is legit, not I mean, not as legit and as severe as my workouts, but hey. <laughs> but, like, it was legit. Like this is what's what's to come is like if you're if you're playing Madonna this is what you're gonna get so when we talked about it it was like last summer I think is yeah. when we talked about it like I was yeah because they're making a big deal out of it yeah because I was getting excited because I saw her dropping like a little bit of you know little clips of her and the writer just hanging out um, we even talked about like you know hopefully they would she would t- like dial in on her relationship with Tupac like all these things where I'm like I'm so excited and then like she just like stops it indefinitely because she's going on tour yeah she's like I'm gonna go on tour instead like and Forget so this movie. to me I'm like so were you only doing this film to get the money? 
And then you found out that you can go on tour, so you're like, oh, okay, I don't need that anymore. I'm just going to hold on to that just in case if I get broken like the next two years. I know, right? And I honestly, if she's going to actually still go follow through with this movie, she needs to hurry up because all the people that are going to care about this movie are dying out. Yeah. <laughs> no, seriously. I mean, not to be messed up, but no, I'm just saying. because like it's very, like nobody knows too much about Madonna, right? Except the ones that lived in that era. But like she's milking this out, and it is on hold for indefinitely. Like they have, she's not made any further comments. She just says she's going on tour this year, and I just think that you know what, like you probably should just drop it then. Like, but to me, it's it was all all this hype for nothing, especially on the individuals who. Well, she must have some camp. money to be paying these these people to try out, unless they were just doing it out of their own like. You know, like I, I'm gonna do it with uh, with my own money and, and yeah, try to get this something. part. But from what I'm that's messed up for them. Was if he was doing that. pretty crazy, and so Madonna's biopic is no longer um, currently in the works anymore. So to anyone who was very excited, I mean, I was pretty excited. <laughs> I was definitely interested to see her life story, but yeah, I would have. I, I think now I'm kind of over it now that it's been put on a hold. But yeah, it, it is what it is, I guess. Yeah, but I'm panicking. I'm really panicking because I think this dude has an amazing voice. <laughs> Uh, a powerful voice. One she of my favorite. Was on my bucket list to see. And yeah, I same. Ever see that. Same. I really wanted to see this group uh, perform. And then, you know what? I liked Panic at the Disco. Like, I was like, oh, they got some good songs. Mm-hmm. But I didn't really start liking them. And I didn't start going back to their catalog. And you got to thank Lil Dicky for that. Yeah. Because he sang on... Uh, on uh, Brandon Ural. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. he sang... He was the chorus for uh, Molly. Yeah, for Molly. Mm-hmm. And after that, I was like, who is this dude? This has got a badass voice. Mm-hmm. And you're like, it's the guy from Panic at the Disco. I was like, what? And then they just blew my mind because I was like I had been listening to this group but not really listening to it Yeah. and so then I went back and referenced their their, their records and yeah I really well, enjoyed his, the group. His vocal range is amazing like I, I've seen clips of him even performing Bohemian Rhapsody and like it's just he's such a talented individual but the whole group is so great and I mean, I growing up in middle school and stuff like that, I listened to a lot of Panic at the Disco, and that is just always someone I wanted to see. But now that you know, and for good reasons why they're breaking up, it's nothing like yeah. No, well, Brendan Urie announced this, yeah. and I think it's a good a good reason. Yeah, and so he is having a baby, which congratulations! Yeah, like that's so very exciting because there is. I think it's always cool. I always think it's cool that artists, you know, kind of even put a pause because yes, Panic at the Disco is breaking up, but I think eventually they'll probably come together once you know. They usually he, do when they're old school and they get yeah, paid enough money to like, come back. Yeah, because like one person I always think of is Mac. So when Macklemore had his kid, um, he you know put out a few more songs, but he even told everyone like I'm not coming back for a very long time. Like I want to be a dad. I want to live you know my life focusing on my family, and like he just started making music again like a year ago. Like it's not that not too long ago. Uh, but with this, you know, with that being said, like he is going to take that time to you know be be a father, learn what a father is, be a family, and I think it's so cool. But I'm also super bummed that I won't get to see them anytime soon. Like I'm just really excited. Like I just love their music. And so when I saw it, I got a little emotional, I won't lie. And I'm sure everyone else who's super big into Panic at the Disco got just as emotional as I did. Yeah, it's a bummer. But you know what? Like we, like you said, I think uh, you could uh, you could probably plan on seeing a reunion. Yeah, so. I think so, too. Well, not soon, but. Yeah, you know. not soon. Yeah, like probably <laughs> the next five, six years, like mm-hmm. I would imagine. But, you know, it's definitely one of those things. I'm, I'm excited because, like, I've definitely... With my bucket list, I've added more and more, and I've actually got to achieve a lot more, too. And they were one of them, but I'm like, you know what? It's okay, because, you know, if Pat the Disco's not going to be there, I have another band that I love, um, is Arctic Monkeys, and they're coming oh, to Salt to Lake them, in yeah. September this year. Yeah. So I'm dedicated to be seeing them. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like, you know, Panic of the Disco, I'm sad, but hey, as late as I Yeah, I got another one coming up. So let's <laughs> fulfill in my, my sadness a little bit. <laughs> now, what does. Uh, 
Usher, Pitbull, Mariah Carey, Missy Elliott, Christina Aguilera, and so many more have in common? What? It's the Lovers and Friends yes. Tour. It's back. Oh my goodness. Or festival, I should say. Not a tour. It's a festival. Yeah, it's a festival. But this is just this is just scratching the surface of who's on there. We're talking Nelly, Busta Rhymes, Flow Rider, Master P, uh, Sean Paul, Shaggy, Missy Elliott. Missy Elliott. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so many. And you know what? From what I hear, and Baby Bash, Baby and Bash, Chingy. yeah, Chingy. I mean, it, it goes on, it goes on. Genuine. I mean, Black Street. I mean, Jagged Edge. So many. Yeah. And, and so, boys to men. Sorry. That yeah. Is what I, like I'm so bummed out because I saw last year of a lot of my friends went to um, the Lovers and Friends last year, and it was just. I mean, like full disclosure. I know it was getting really hot, and they were witnessing well, a couple on the complications. Yeah, <laughs> they were witnessing complications and stuff, but they they still pulled through what they did, and it just looks so good. And I'm like. Oh, I'm like, you know, these these tickets aren't aren't too bad to pay for, but they just sell out so quick. Oh, yeah. And it sold out right away. Yeah, it sold out right away. And I'm just like, I see this lineup and I just get sad because I'm like, I could fit a lot of my bucket list into the Lovers and Friends tour. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, you know, uh, Romeo and Cece from um, K-Day Morning Show, they're the only ones giving away right. tickets. I think they were still giving them away. I could be wrong. They're probably done giving away tickets mm-hmm. too. But that was the only way to get these tickets. Yeah. And now that's, this thing is like sold out. Yeah, like because you can be put on a wait list. Mm-hmm. And what they do is because last year I was on a I like <laughs> I was on a wait list because I I was thinking about going. I ended up not going anyways because I didn't have the money. I was a little broke. Um, but they put you on a wait list. And what happens is if they stew, if let's just say you know tickets aren't doing well, whatever it is, they they kind of spread it out um, periodically to kind of you know push that promotion. And so when I was on the wait list, I got a notification right away when it was open. But the ho- horrible part is like you see it and you're probably working or something. You're like, oh crap. So you try to get onto it and then it's sold out. Oh, hell And so no. that happened to me three times last year. So I just gave up on it because I was like, like you dangling know what? the carrot. Yeah, I was like, you know what? And then it's <laughs> what the worst part was like, and the reason why I could tell why they were selling the tickets too is you can do afterpay with your tickets. And so afterpay is the four payments that you can do up uh, until to fulfill the payment. And so of course it's getting like sold out because honestly I was going to do the four payments. I was like I can pay, yeah. I can make a payment for four months. Like yeah. <laughs> I can do this to see lovers and friends. <laughs> but then you got to pay for the for your plane ticket. Yeah. You got to pay for your you know your lodging. And especially in because is it in Las Vegas? Like, it's in Las Vegas. Yeah. yeah. Especially in Las Vegas, like Las Vegas is expensive mm-hmm. because of all. All the tourists and everyone that goes there for many reasons like and so seeing this lineup like it just makes me excited i'm sad of course i'll just look at it as some one of my friends snapchats i'll just you know sit in my bed and stuff and i'll probably <laughs> put a playlist together like no big deal i guess i won't be seeing them yeah but speaking of las vegas there's this movie called las vegas mm-hmm. that came out that uh featured uh the legendary morgan freeman mm-hmm. uh michael douglas and uh uh, De Niro, hey, you're talking to me. Yeah. You know? uh, so, <laughs> so these guys are legendary, right? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it be cool to be in a movie with these three? Oh yeah. Right. It's legendary status right there. And guess who messed that up? Who? Ti. Ti was supposed to be in that movie. He did a table read to be in that movie, but he was like, I don't know if he said he was kind of like uh, he had party too hard the night before. So Morgan Freeman was really. Like, I'm not having it, man. Get this guy out of here. Yeah. So he got him fired from Las Vegas. 
that movie. Um, I would I would do the same thing. I'm sorry, yeah. but like no. if you're gonna be working on a project, yeah. like have some have some common courtesy but, and do your job. But this <laughs> is what's cool about Ti though. Ti is like, nah, man. Don't blame Morgan Freeman. It was all my fault. Yeah. I'm the one who screwed up. I didn't take that uh, opportunity seriously, and to me, it was a heavy price to pay, and it was all on me. Mm-hmm. Nothing to do with Morgan Freeman, but he did what did get tired of me. He got like you know, he's like, I don't need this guy here. Yeah. Get, get him out of here. So. So it wasn't his fault. It was all my fault. I'm yeah. the one who made that happen. Yeah. So that's that's why. But you know what? He's grown a lot from yeah. you know when he first started to now. I mean, this dude's won several Grammys and has done, I think, a good amount in hip hop. You yeah. know what I mean? And I dig him, man. I, I like Ti. And uh, for one, he has probably one of the biggest vocabularies in hip hop, man. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. No, most definitely. Yeah. Um, I see. Like, I think he's great. I think he is, but I also think that the last few years, like he's just an odd individual and in how he compares himself to. Uh, um, I think that the choice, his word choice is very interesting because I'm like, that's, I don't see that, but great that you see that. Like, if that's how you're going to make your career, that's amazing. Um, because he was on, um, the breakfast show, I believe, um, not too long ago. It was just this past week, and you can find this interview on YouTube as well. But he compared himself to a hybrid of Jay-Z, Tupac, Diddy, and Snoop Dogg, explaining that he's taking pages out of their respective books to mold his career. Now, those are pretty big people. Those are pretty big individuals with amazing catalogs. I could see it. I'm just telling really? you that I could see it. You know uh, you know why I could see the Tupac part? Because of his acting. Uh-huh. And and the way he portrayed himself, and he's a person of the community. And I think that's what he took from the Tupac era. Yeah, but that's, from Jay-Z, that's his a lot music. of other individuals, yeah. too. Well, just let me get you. He's, yeah. uh, he's also took something from Jay-Z as far as hit making. He had a lot of hits, man. Um, as far as Diddy as a mogul. As a rap mm-hmm. mogul, he's taken some pages from um, from the Diddy era and also from Snoop Dogg because Snoop Dogg is an all-around, just versatile entertainer. Yeah. And that's what he's trying to do, too. So I see all those things and the way he's explaining it yeah. is, yes, I could see that you're a, a hybrid version of those because not because saying that he's on the level of all these legendary artists, mm-hmm. but he is a hybrid because he's taking all these tools and he put them in his toolbox and he created who he is today mm-hmm. that's to me is how i see it yeah now i know you're going like now, you think this guy's going yeah. like yeah you ain't tupac I, sit down <laughs> i honestly think because and to me full disclosure like it's it's really interesting to me about ti and especially his wife um is that they've been through a lot of scandals they've been through a lot of scandals and things like that and so i don't yes he had a great you know music career and stuff like that but as an individual, I don't really like him. I don't like him because uh-huh. it's. I find it very odd that every time there was a scandal, it magically like just disappeared, and everyone just totally forgot about it because that was gotcha. how quick he was able to just like dilute it out of there, of uh, the opening. And so, the last two years, I've started noticing more of all these scandals, and then it's just like, oh, Tia denies it per usual, and then it's gone. And so, like, to me, him as a person and him comparing these things, like, I don't see that. Like, I truly don't see that. But I also think it's very interesting that he always tries to, like, 
pretty much portray himself him. as like this, like, oh yeah, I'm you know, I'm successful, blah, blah, blah. I think it's a little iffy that he continues to hide these scandals and not just fully admit one of these scandals that he did. Do you, do you not think that people are, I mean, I think, this is what I think. I yeah. think they have a, some sort of open relationship is what I think. Yeah. And I think they, they get into the, you know, the whole swapping yeah. stuff. I and think they get into great. that. And that's great. You know, you're doing what yeah. you want in your relationship, but, but, but I'm sorry, but be forward about it. Well, yeah, Don't. what I'm saying is I know <laughs> that I'm sure, and I'm honestly pretty positive that that's what yeah. they're doing, right? Because, you know, it's overindulgence of everything, you know? Yeah. You get to a certain level. But I think that there are a lot of people that they get involved with that go like, ooh, I'm gonna I'm gonna find an angle on how I'm gonna get yeah. these people. But I guess you have to also see the scandals of what was being that's said true, the last true. few years. Because I I don't know every single scandal. Yeah. So I know. definitely, like I said, I've definitely started to look more into it the last couple of years because they started popping up a lot more. And they're not that like they're not scandals of like, oh, I had a relationship with Ti. Like they're not. And I'm not gonna, you know, if you want to do your research, do your research. But they're not. They're scandals that you really start to think about it, and you start to think about his personality and his wife's personality, and you're kind of like you get a little iffy with them and so watching that interview I just him I'm just like something don't sit right with me anymore and I can't and that's probably why I'm being very opinionated to think that he I don't think he should be comparing himself to people like that <laughs> yeah. okay all right all right uh, we're, we're gonna agree to disagree yeah. but you know what I'm, I'm with you though yeah. you know what I mean now we gotta talk about this movie because um, if you're looking yeah, at watching if you're, a movie if you're an opinionated movie this is yeah. a great a very cringy opinionated movie <laughs> yeah Kenya, Kenya Barris uh, the guy that created all the ish shows yeah, you know what I mean blackish yeah he, he is back uh, with a new movie that uh, brought on the legendary comedian Eddie Murphy, mm-hmm. uh, along with Jonah Hill, and uh, also um, I always forget her Laura name. London. Yeah, Laura, Laura London. London, the late Nipsey Hussle's uh, lady. I love this girl, man. Yeah. I, I I love watching her in movies, but I'm gonna tell you this: Have her dimples gotten deeper? I mean, I could swear I could eat a bowl of cereal in those oh my dimples. Gosh. She's a, just a gorgeous woman. But She's it was interesting lady, because, like, obviously, you know, since the passing of her husband, like, she hasn't she hasn't worked on a lot of projects and anything like that and so um, it was she, good to see her back yeah, in the movie. it was really nice because on Jimmy Fallon she um, that was like her first late night show like to be on a late night show she was talking about it and because they asked her like what like how did they get you to do this because even Kenya said that it took forever to have her to finally agree like okay I'm ready for this role and she you know she is very she's a very caring person and you can genuinely see that in any interview or whatever it is that she puts out there but one thing she was she was saying is if she wanted to come back she wanted to make sure the project met well that they actually served a purpose and there was something behind it to teach her kids and i think this was the perfect project i for think her so to join. too i think there are people out there that are that are they're uh not liking it mm-hmm. and that movie's called you people by mm-hmm. the way if you don't know it's on netflix it just came out on I friday you guys are not liking about jonah hill being little looking a little too old yeah but i'm sorry but I, i'll tell I, you what jonah hill looked at the, the same age as eddie murphy yeah he did <laughs> he did but full disclosure i love um rom-coms that it's just too different like you would never imagine yeah. these two people together well it's it's not your it's not your average rom-com yeah. that's why i liked it and i loved it too because of that reason i think that it well, showcases that you can you can love different people in different looks because yeah. jonah hill's not the best looking dude like yeah but, but i mean they had something in common right mm-hmm. he, he's really into the culture and the hip-hop culture mm-hmm. and it was something that just kind of they they, they kind of saw uh, uh uh you know an even um what their sneakers yeah, was yeah, a big love too, for sure. <laughs> yeah, man, there was common ground there with them too, so that's where it started. I th- I did think it was kind of weird, uh, but I, obviously it's not gonna. It didn't deter me from watching it, and it's not gonna making the movie uh, less good. But that there was no kind of interaction between them. Like there was mm-hmm. no kissing. There was no like you know nothing. You know, like a rom com. Yeah. There's always you know this was just them. 
the, the relationship was but based I, on the relationship. I think that the relationship was like they were just two best buds. Yeah. Like and because you, there's and I I did I did like that they showed a different relationship because yeah. you're always consistently used to seeing. The you same know, thing that kissing. they're kissing, they're yeah, loving. And, yeah, and yeah. this one, like, they would make jokes about juice. They would yeah. make jokes about, you know, Jenny Hill not seeing juice or all these things. And so I like that because I can relate a lot to my relationship like that. And so I really loved seeing that kind of, you know, a little bit of people can see what a different relationship yeah. may look like. I also think that this uh, was a, a perfect example of opposites attract, right? Because mm-hmm. they just don't look like they would fit together, mm-hmm. right? But also, when two individual opposites attract, it doesn't mean that everything that comes around them that's opposite opposite yeah. is going to attract it's gonna work. Yeah. because it does not going to work man just because two individuals make sense together the rest of the thing yeah. that's around them well, is not going to sure, come sure together a lot of people who are in mixed relationships can definitely relate to this yeah. movie because you know with her family which is Eddie Murphy and Nia Long they're her parents they're Muslim um, African Americans and then you have um, Jonah Hill's parents uh, I can't think of the guy's name from X-Files I always forget his name oh David Duchovny yeah David Duchovny and you have Julia Ju- Julia Davis Julia uh, Louis Dreyfus yeah Julia Dreyfus right there yeah. um, you have them who are um, Jewish mm. and so it's definitely I think it was funny, man. It's very funny. The whole thing, thing was funny, but it was so interesting because, like you said, like not. It was very uncomfortable because obviously they're trying to say the right thing and they're yes. trying to they're trying to find common ground between well, each me, other. Like with, but some they're, they're overcorrecting. Yeah, they're overcorrecting. Yeah. But I, I do like the the kind of head on of some of the topics that were discussed yes. in this because it is in a sense maybe a little bit more on the religion <laughs> aspect of yeah. the issues that they had. But these were clearly examples of like oh my gosh like this this is what a, may, a mixed relation may look like is like not everything is going to be agreeable you're going to argue about to prove a point to each other to make yourself look good and I'm sorry but that's just in-laws in general in-laws will probably are going to compare themselves to you know see who's going to be the best and stuff but it was like it's a good cringy but like it's purposely meant to be cringy oh yeah because people were like oh I just so cringy I couldn't watch it but I'm like that's the purpose that's what it like, was it was supposed that, to that make you feel the uncomfortable purpose was like the entire time I'm yelling at the screen like was, shut it was a great example. It was a great window into seeing two cultures collide. Yes. Because yeah, it's it's tough, man. How are you gonna? How everybody has their certain uh, biased, you know, view of mm-hmm. things. All right, because they're living that life, they're walking that life. Yeah. We're living that culture, so we we understand it. But people from the outside don't understand. Yeah. And it's vice versa. You know, you don't understand yeah. somebody else's culture. I, I also loved the casting for this. Like. Mm-hmm. I saw so many people on there that I was just like, yes, 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 yes. Like, and so it's cool because, you know, no team and being a film with Eddie Murphy is is funny. Like, and it's fun because I think you learn a lot from Eddie Murphy. Um, he just won an award recently, and I can't think of the award itself, but it was pretty much like um, uh, like a, a oh yeah, a, it was a humanitarian. Uh, how do you humanitarian? Say yeah, humanitarian award. Mm. Um, he just won that recently, and I I think that you know, and we've talked about this before. Like he always shares stories, but like I would love to see a documentary of him, which he, oh, is, he is working, he is on, working on a documentary. He yeah. is working on it right now, and I I can't wait for it because I've seen you know his you know his progress and just things that he's gone into and the people he's encountered, and I'm so excited to see his his story all in a film. I want to see where that goes and what that looks like because he is one of my favorite. Oh yeah, you know, I, favorites out there, but like he has a story to where it got him, where he got. Yeah, to. I've been a fan of Eddie Murphy yeah. since I can remember. I was a kid when I shouldn't have been watching Raw and yeah. Delirious. Oh my gosh, and I was they are tell- so hilarious. I was just telling because I was like, I, I'm like, I wanted to do a stand up again. Like I love Delirious. Like Delirious is definitely one that you're like, whoa. Yeah, there's definitely whoa. some dirty stuff, and it's definitely a side of the times because a lot of the stuff you say, you're like, what? Some of the stuff you're like, bro, that 
that doesn't even make any sense, man. Yeah. But you know what? It's just hilarious. It's comedy. It's what comedy's supposed to do. Push boundaries and mm-hmm. just play with stuff. It's just like uh, he was asked on, uh, I think it was Jimmy Kimmel. I can't remember what show he was on. Yeah. But they asked him, hey, so did you ever get, did you get along with uh, with Michael? He goes, yeah, man. I love Michael. Like yeah. Me and Michael were, were He's were like, cool. I made fun of him, but like not. No, made, we, we made jokes with him, but yeah. we didn't. Make, I wasn't making fun of him. Of him, yeah. It was all lighthearted fun, uh, you know, as Michael. But I was just imitating Michael. I wasn't making fun of Michael. Yeah. And so, like, you know, you you watch the, 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 the stand-up, and you're like, yeah, he wasn't. He was just p- putting himself in the position of Michael. Yeah. You know, it was, he's Michael. So, uh, to me, I, I thought... Uh, 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 all the stuff that he's done before previously, there's nothing he should apologize for. I know people are like, you should apologize for this. It's a sign of the times, man. Yeah. It's a sign of the times. So somebody, you doing something, you know, so many years ago, you know what I mean? Uh, as far as just saying something, you're obviously not the same person that you were back then. Yeah. You know what I mean? So all of this like uh, cancel culture type stuff to me is kind of a trip because it's like, Nobody's perfect. Yeah. We've all done stupid things. We've all said dumb things. You know what I mean? So, like, now you're supposed to be, uh, obviously, unless it's something something yeah. like, there, a, like. Yeah. I've always appreciated, like, Dave Chappelle. I've appreciated all those, you know, comedy, comedics because of that. Like, I, I'm sorry. I don't want a, you know, PG content. Like, I no. want you to give me something where I'm going to be like, holy oh, crap. Like, like, <laughs> he just said that. And that's, kinda, and that's yeah. kind of what you get yeah. with you people. Like, there's yeah. just things that you're like, holy crap. But it was definitely a good movie. I think that, you know, if you, it's not for everyone. You know, people are not going to like it and some people will like it. I think it's definitely something that people should see. I think you get to see two different worlds. Yeah, I think you people should watch it. Yeah, I think you people should watch it. It's two different, you see two different perspectives. If you're the kind of person that does appreciate having two different perspectives, you're going to like this film. It's it's funny. It's, you know, romantic. It's everything that you can think of all in one film right there. Right on, right on. So I got to talk about one song that I just uh, recently uh, found out about. I honestly didn't know. I mean, obviously... Music is being uh, hip hop is universal now. Mm-hmm. You know, we talk about hip hop all over the world. So I got to throw a shout out to my boy Tony because uh, mm-hmm. he sent me this track, and I was like, "Dude, what is this?" It, the song's called "Running Game," and it's uh, the group is called the Zero Four Six. And what tripped me out is first I heard it, it sounded West Coast. It sounded like one of those like you know cruising with the drop top type of jams, chilling with the homies type of, of music. And I was like, "Ooh." Ooh, I was digging this. And he goes, yeah, man, what do you think of this Aussie rap? I go, what? He goes, yeah, these guys are from Australia. And I was like, no wonder. When I was hearing the rap, it was just a weird, like, I, it, it, it sounded like English, yeah. but it didn't sound like English, and it was kind of tripping me off. But, man, the jam is dope. It's fire. If you haven't heard of the 046 running game, look up the song, man. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're into West Coast hip-hop and you're into those, you know, riding type of jams. Yeah. This is the one, man. This well, is see, the one that's going to put I you love, in the mood. Yeah, I love British rappers. Yeah, British rappers. Yeah, I yeah. love British rappers. Like, they got some heavy flows, too. And it's always, like, we always talk about that with hip-hop, like, anyone and everyone falls in love with it. And so to see different countries, how they incorporate hip-hop, like, it's always a trip. But, like, it's a good, like, surprise. Like, it's a good surprise because... You know, with hip hop, you never aren't surprised. So, like to see these different things, like it's always so cool. Oh yeah! And then Anderson Pack and Cordae just dropped a yes. single, Two uh, Tens. Mm, the video is cool. I love the video and the song. You're gonna play it over and over again. But and it's produced. And it's produced by J Cole. Yeah. Now I was looking. I found this thing of. J. Cole, you know, what he's produced in the past, and he's definitely worked a lot with Anderson Pack. 
which was very interesting to me. Like, because I know J. Cole's a very quiet, secretive person, so you don't know these things. But when he dropped the two ten, like I could I could envision how J. Cole's style kind of incorporated into it. But I also would love to see a full collaboration album between Anderson Pack and Corday. Because I think that yes. with their styles, it just sits so it just, well it just with each other. So well, it just yeah. meshes so well. Just I mean, like anyone that Anderson Pack kind of collabs with is just perfect because yeah. you have Bruno Mars. Just the perfect one. Cord- Corday's got one. some skills, man. He got bars. And he, for him Dude's being got a message. so young, like, yeah. I think he's my age, to be honest. Like yeah. he just he is so cool, and he's gonna be a pappy. He's yeah. gonna be a pappy. I honestly <laughs> think, to me, out of the young um, uh, hip hop artists mm-hmm. that are coming up, this guy deserves more flowers than he's getting. Oh, and I 100%. think, to me, is probably I, you know like they say it in football, he's the number one seed, man. Yeah, this guy right here, he is. I'm telling you, this guy is bringing it, bringing the 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 new school and the old school together in, mm-hmm. in, in, in unison and making something even bigger. Like, I love J. Cole. J. Cole is dope, man. J. Cole, I love his messages. But this kid has a, a different form mm-hmm. of doing kind of that J. Cole that, feel. Yeah, but that's the best part. Yeah. Like, even even to this day with how hip-hop is now, yeah. you hear a lot of the same old, same old, right? From beats to everything, the, the flows. So to have people who separate themselves just a little bit like you want to kind of hang out with those people want to stick on to them because you can already tell they're going to do so much the next decade or so like and And he's definitely one of those people that's going to do a whole lot more and that's the thing about him too is that you know we're speaking on that is that Mm -hmm. that's that's the era that i came up with where Mm -hmm. everything was an individual right now they celebrate people sounding like somebody else Mm -hmm. and i I don't like that because there's even this guy i'm going to mention this guy which to me i think the song is cool i mean no disrespect to the guy but his name's charlie on friday Mm -hmm. and the song called enough mm-hmm. i heard it and i thought it was post malone yeah and everybody who's heard it thought it was post malone i was like no this guy's name's charlie on friday mm-hmm. so the song got really popular on tiktok now we're playing it on the radio mm-hmm. um but because of that right yeah it's popular because it sounds like another guy who's already done it yeah right who's already huge yeah. like one of the biggest artists in the world post malone so it's like it's cool it's it's awesome and i'm and i'm and i'm happy for this guy getting this opportunity mm-hmm. but bro you sound like Post Malone. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, this well, is. Well, to me, be... it's like, don't be surprised if your career doesn't take a far as what you've yeah, envi- it'll envisioned. Be a, it'll be a one hit wonder mm-hmm. type of thing. You know what I mean? And then that's it. And then it's done. And then, the, you know, they should have came up with something that's original. Like, yeah. like Corday. Yes, Corday, little by little, he comes up, he comes up, he's coming up mm-hmm. more. But he also is being revered by some of the, the, the legendary artists yeah. out there, like Q Tip, Nas, you know? Yeah. They're all like co signed this guy. They're like, this is the guy. Yeah. Lil Wayne. I mean, there's dudes I, that. Are, and I think another, another one I was like like to use is Jack Harlow because Jack he, he does sit with the okay he has to keep up with the current times but he does try to make it a little bit different of a style he's doing a tightrope walk with mm-hmm. hip hop and, 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 and pop mm-hmm. is what he's doing and so but I like him because you, you can know you know it's Jack Harlow like you know it's automatically Jack Harlow and I like the balance that he has because of that um, but with you with you saying that, like you know, to sound like Post Malone or whatever, like you don't you don't want to do that. And I know that's such a popular thing nowadays. But f- for what? Like Why, for right? what? Like if you want your career to flourish, be different. Do something different. That's mm. gonna people are gonna know who you are because of that. And mm. Cordy is a perfect example. You yeah. know who he is. He actually did a TED talk, um, like probably two three years ago, pretty much talking about how you can. Um, maneuver your mentality like how how can you tell yourself you can do these things or you know 
build yourself up for success the way he has done yeah. for him being as young as he is. And I think that, you know, you guys you gotta should be def- in that mindset. That you definitely should watch it because for him being so young and what he was saying, like it was just it was very aspiring because for him to have that knowledge already right there and for what he's continued to do up until this point and what he will do in the future, like he continues to amaze me no matter what. And with that song, I love that song. I've been playing it back to back to back. But I think like I'm just I get excited when he puts out content, puts out music and stuff because I know I'm like, okay, what is he gonna do next? Like what is he gonna do next that's gonna impress me? Because he is like eventually you probably get tired of it and you're like, okay, what else is he gonna do? But I think he's always going to impress you no matter what. Oh yeah, he's got hits, man. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I was speaking about a one hit wonder. I gotta talk about this one hit wonder because mm-hmm. he's got himself in some trouble. Mm-hmm. All right. And his name is Gravy. Get money. Young Gravy. Young Gravy is in big trouble because I did not know this. I just assumed that this guy got the rights and permission to do all of (laughs) this stuff. I thought so too. And you know what? That was the first thing I asked. I like would ask everyone. I'm like, and because obviously nobody cared about it. They're like, this song is this song. (laughs) No, he he did and he didn't. Mm -hmm. He got permission to sample the beat. Never Gonna Give You Up by Rick Astley. He got permission. He did not get permission to hire an impersonator to, to sing like Rick his, Astley. Yeah, yeah. it was his friend. It was yeah. his friend that sang yeah, that chorus. Yeah, so he sang the chorus and he imitated Rick Astley to the point that it, it, it sounds like I thought like it was Rick Astley. I thought they used a sample. Yeah, <laughs> and they did it. So now he's being sued by Rick Astley and he's like, I never gave permission to this. Mm-hmm. I never gave permission to somebody to imitate me and act like that was me singing on the hook. So now he's suing him for like millions of dollars. Yeah. And honestly, he's going to get it because he didn't have it because there's also a video of Young Gravy admitting to that. Yeah, we you know it, it, we knew we probably couldn't get around you know getting him on there because it was going to cost too much money so I had somebody imitate his voice okay he basically says yeah, it right so there like you knew this was going to catch up to you yeah, one day yeah he knew it was going to catch up to you <laughs> so my boy Young Gravy you ain't getting money no more yeah. because you're going to give money oh my goodness so next time you're sampling something and it's going to be a mega hit you better get your rights cleared I'm just saying yeah. all right? <laughs> there. I just think that you have to play it smart, okay? Mm. I know right now the new thing is to use old music. Like, and I, I'm not, when you say old music, like, yes, it is old music because it is decades yeah. ago. But, like, be cautious. And yeah. especially if that person's still alive, you know, like, think to yourself, what is this person, what can this person come yeah. at me for? Let me just tell you like this. <laughs> if you're going to make a lot of money on it, just like Young Gravy did, he probably didn't think he was going to ha- have such a mega hit on his hand. Yeah. But you know what? Once you make that amount of money, you're going to have to pay the piper. Right, Just saying. True. Because little guys, yeah, we could get away with sampling something and nobody's going to give a crap about it because it's probably going to sell that much. Yeah. But something that sells to the point that this Young Gravy Betty song yeah. sold, you're going to have to pay the piper, oh, my man. you're going to have to pay the price for sure. <laughs> it's just, it's one of those things like, and I'm sure he's kind of like at this point now, he's like, you know what? Yep, I got caught. Yeah, um, yeah. What, what am I going to say that I didn't do it and then have this video surface around? My bad. Like, yeah, my bad, but it is what it is. But yeah. I know in the beginning of our episode, we started talking about the Super Bowl and kind of what, you know, the predictions are. Now, everyone knows that the halftime is going to be carried by Rihanna, which I'm very, very excited for. I can't wait to see what she has in store. I'm still wondering if she will use guests and who would those guests be? She's got to have ASAP Rocky on there. I, oh, she has to have her as man. Her man. As, as her man. Has to have her man, okay? And I'm okay with that. Yeah. I'm okay with that. No I don't know if she right will there. because she'll be like, she'll probably get too much crap talking yeah. about it. Well, he probably has to watch the baby too. Yeah. Okay, so, I wonder so if Eminem's going to make a return. 
And so someone said the same thing, but I'm like, I don't know because those are big hits that they had together. Yes, those are big hits, but also too like money wise. Like, but I do know that Apple took over Super Bowl this year, so it's not ran by Pepsi. So Apple does definitely have money, but how much money do they have compared when Pepsi was doing it? Well, I mean, all he has to do is one verse. That's true. You know, either the monster or one one verse. One verse is still a lot of money. Like you know, like especially money. Come on, man. (laughs) But I'm really excited for the tailgate performers, um, and nobody's not talking about this enough and I think it's great but I also I'm excited to kind of see who's going to be performing throughout the Super Bowl show itself because country music star Chris Stapleton is going to be singing the national anthem and I'm so so excited because that guy's voice is just so gorgeous but also too Babyface is going to perform America the Beautiful and he like I've been following all of them just to kind of see like what they've been saying and like Babyface he was like super shook that they even called him because he's like you know you know, he's just like, why? Like, why? But also, like, why yes, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. But also, I'm very, very scared. Yeah, and so nervous. to have those two people, like, I'm, I'm super excited to see them carry the national anthem in America the Beautiful. Um, but I'm really even more excited is that the actor singer Cheryl Lee Ralph. Um, who won a la- uh, won an Emmy last year from Abbott Elementary? So she's one of the teachers. She also was in the original Dreamgirls. She is going to be singing too as well. Oh, that's dope. And that woman has a gorgeous voice. And if you didn't know she was in the original Dreamgirls, go look it up because this woman's got pipes for days. Dang, I didn't know and, that. And yeah, like yeah. she's going to be there, and the Black Keys are going to be there, and Jason Ooh. Derulo as well. And so right. this list just keeps piling and piling. Can we see this anywhere? Um, you can't see the performances. Oh, yeah, you got to be there, huh? You got to you got to be there. And so you had to. Yeah, be you there. had to be there. <laughs> <laughs> and so, full disclosure, for Super Bowl Sunday that day, just make sure you're watching your TV all day because you don't want to miss any of these people. And they, this is just the artists that they've like, already said so far. So Dang. who's to say who else are they going to add to this roster? And that's with Apple like taking over now um, over Pepsi. I'm definitely interested to see how it's going to be because Pepsi, you know, even though these are higher corporations that take over and just like promote this show itself, because it is a show. Super Bowl is a show that everyone watches every year. No matter if you dislike football or not you're there for something whether it's a halftime show the commercials food anything (laughs) and so um, I'm definitely interested to see how Apple's gonna carry this year's Super Bowl for sure yeah and there you go that's your show that's your episode thanks for hanging out with us make sure you follow us on social media I am Joey Bravo 208 Leah Marie 208 or sipping tea with Joey and Marie make sure you hit us up man interact with us on social media because we love uh, to hear from you and talk to you if there's something you guys are like you should talk about this next we would love to talk about whatever you got in mind. You know what I mean? If there's something that we're missing out, maybe if there's an independent artist out there that you're like, ooh, you should get this guy or you should talk to this guy right here, let us know, man, because we would love to do that and we're going to continue doing musical guests throughout our season as well. I do have another one in mind that I want to bring onto the show that I'll be telling Aaliyah Marie about because I like to surprise her. Well, then also, too, our 100th episode is coming up pretty soon and that's super, super exciting. Um, 100 episodes. 100th episodes. I just, it's a wow. It's a wowsy right there. Yeah, Yeah, we're going to reference some of our old episodes so that way you could be like oh snap I gotta go listen mm-hmm. to the episode because you should mm-hmm. you should be listening to our back catalog right now after yes. you're done with this episode go Do listen to our back catalog alright <laughs> <laughs> alright thanks for hanging out with us have a wonderful week and we out of here <laughs> <laughs>